just the sort of thing for a cold day like this. Zek bought it to me before, before he died. It's from Thyatira. Miriam's boys next door, they're always saying, what have the Romans ever done for us? Well, I tell you, you couldn't get cloth like this before we became a client state of the empire. She's got four boys, as Miriam. Yeah, all under her feet. They should all be off and married by now. But no, they sit around talking about revolution and getting into bad company. Me. I've just got one son. My only child. He's not yet 13, but he's already packed himself off to the desert. I miss him. I really, really miss him. But truth be told, I'm not surprised. He was always headstrong, always knew what he wanted. And then there was the matter of his birth. I remember the waiting. Not the waiting of pregnancy, growing heavier and slower by the day. That was fine in its way. No, the waiting before that. The waiting for pregnancy. Waiting for a child that never came. I still remember the pain, the deep, gnawing sadness, and the shame, seeing the looks, knowing what they'd be saying. I'd learnt the gossip as a girl. I knew they'd be saying in it of me. How many years have Zach and Liz been married? Still no kids? What a shame. Wonder why. Some would stare and turn away abruptly. They don't look the sort, do they? So goody-goody, but something must be wrong. Do you think she sinned, or was it her mother? The kindly ones would just say, Oh, you're such a good person, Liz. It's bound to happen someday. Think of Hannah. Think of Sarah. And I'd work harder, pray harder, hoping they were right, that my goodness would pay off. I'd always been more religious than many. It was the way I'd been brought up. My parents were very, very proud that we were of priestly descent. Not everyone can claim Aaron and Moses as family, my mother would say as she hurried us off to the synagogue or got us to run errands for her friends. But I liked listening to the stories of how God had helped his people in the past. I liked the songs and the prayers and the feasts and the celebrations. I learnt the Torah. And I still feel safe and secure following the commandments and observing the regulations. Everyone said, what a good match we were. Me and Zach, two priestly families joined together, two devout young people, the anticipation of God's blessings in a quiver full of children. No amount of piety helped that, of course. But I did find it a comfort in a way. And we've been waiting for something else, too. We prayed so hard for the Messiah to come. One sent from God to help the chosen people, to lead us back to repentance, or overthrow the Romans, Miriam's boys would say. Zach took his priestly duties so seriously. Not just during his annual couple of weeks at the temple, but all the time, educating the young people, telling them Isaiah's prophecies of the anointed one, the Lord coming among his people. 
course, we're still waiting, but with a bit more hope now because of John's birth. Yeah, his birth, it, it wasn't so much the birth itself, but the foretelling of the birth, the expectation, the message. Well, I didn't find out till quite some time afterwards what with Zach not being able to speak and the excitement of a new baby. But apparently, there Zach was. Greatest moment of his priestly career. He's finally drawn the lot to burn the incense. Some priests never get, never do that. All the worshippers are there. He and the other priests parade into the holy place. The other priests leave. He's all nervous and excited and trying to focus on praying on behalf of the people, pleading for a change for Israel, that things will get better. People will turn back to God. The sort of thing we're still praying for. When suddenly he realizes He's not alone. You know, I would have thought that a messenger from God would look obvious. I mean, Mary, she said she recognized Gabriel was an angel the moment she saw him. Mind you, I love her to bits, that girl, but she's always been a bit fey. You know, last Passover, she and Joseph lost Jesus for three days. I mean, okay, Jerusalem's very busy at that time of year, but I think that's a bit careless, don't you? After everything that's been said about him, too. Anyway, where was I? Yeah, Zach said he didn't recognize Gabriel. He just saw this intruder, threw the incense, and panicked. He wondered how he'd slip past security, whether he'd make the holy place unclean, what the purification rites were, that sort of thing. So when the intruder started saying that the prayers for the redemption of Israel would be answered because you, Zach, are going to have a son, he thought the guy was completely deranged. He only said, how can I be sure of this? Because he thought that saying, you're off your rocker, was unseemly in the holy place and might have provoked the guy unnecessarily. (laughs) Anyway... He was soon convinced, dumbfounded, gobsmacked. (laughs) And when he emerged, dazed and confused, having taken forever in there, and he couldn't say the blessing for the worshippers for the end of service, everybody knew something extraordinary had happened. It wasn't until he got home and I fell pregnant that everyone realised quite how extraordinary it was. funny, isn't it? You wait until the waiting's lost all its expectation. And then you're told your prayers are answered and you realize you weren't prepared at all. It isn't as you supposed. You're shocked, surprised. The arrival of a baby late in life, the sheer joy and the exhaustion or the coming of the Messiah, perhaps. Nothing's quite the same again. Well, anyway, John was born. The whole village celebrated with us. And when we'd convinced them that his name really should be John, God's grace, Zach could speak again. 
he composed a song in his nine months of enforced silence. And I knew then, for sure, that he was convinced that this was the beginning of the end of our waiting. I don't think I'd ever seen him so happy. The Messiah was coming, he sang, and John would prepare people for his coming. John would get the people ready for salvation that the Messiah would bring. Well, it was a good song, and people still sing it. I wasn't sure whether John should hear it. I mean, your little boy, filled with the Spirit, a prophet of the Most High, who will go before the Lord and give his people the knowledge of salvation because of God's grace, because of John. What would he make of it? Would it turn his head? Would he get teased? Zach said he should be properly prepared. He taught him all he knew about the temple and the sacrifices and all the commandments and the stories of the Bible. I thought it was maybe like Samuel growing up with Eli. John took that prophet bit to heart. Not so interested in the priestly side of things. Not really like us at all. Not the faithful, obedient, patiently waiting type. That's not to say he wasn't interested. Oh, he was passionate about some of it. But didn't we seem quite focused on the rest? Always off he was. Sometimes with friends, arguing and joking with them. Sometimes alone, happy in his own company. And now he's gone. Good and proper this time, I think. Sometimes God's grace has a sharp edge to it. He met the Essenes last Passover in Jerusalem, came home full of it. They're a strange bunch, but harmless and, and devout, of course, not the hard-living revolutionaries Miriam's boys are mixed up with. John liked their rigorous lifestyle. Simple clothes, shared food, fasting, waiting for the teacher of righteousness, the new air on. They do this odd thing, you know. They purify themselves, which is fair enough, of course, but by plunging themselves into water every day. They daily repent of their sins and daily turn towards God. John says they expect the Messiah to come soon and they want to be completely ready for his, his arrival. Anyway, as soon as he could, John went off to join their, one of their communities in the desert. This is it, Mum. This is how I'm meant to prepare, he said as he left. I didn't want him to go. I wanted to ask him, how can you be so sure? He must have seen my look because he kissed me and grinned and said, God's grace, Mum, God's grace. Let's pray.